Hello, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, your host for this hour-long visit to the world of 78 RPM records. After several weeks of rainy, chilly temperatures, the skies cleared yesterday, it warmed up a bit, and I took the opportunity to get out of the house and go for a walk in some nearby woods that I enjoy. And while there, I let my mind wander. I found myself thinking about the passage of time and how quickly it seems to be going these days, and that led to the realization that it's now been 20 years since I first hosted a radio program. When I was in high school, I had recently discovered and fallen in love with the entertainment world of the 1920s, 30s, and 40s. I liked the music of the era, the radio programs, the films. And there was a local radio station that used to play old-time radio programs from a syndicated program every weeknight. I enjoyed listening to those, and then one day, they were gone. The station had been sold and had changed formats from a talk and news format to one that featured what they called adult standards, everything from Glenn Miller to Barbara Streisand. And I was not too happy about this, so I wrote to the station management and asked if they might consider returning the old-time radio programs to the airwaves in the evenings. What happened next was not quite what I expected. I got a note back from station management, and they said that was not really possible. They had switched to a satellite feed, and nobody was there anymore in the evenings to run the program. But since I seemed to have an interest in early radio, would I like to come out and join the station manager for a brief tour of the transmitter site for the station? It had been built in the 1930s. Well, I didn't want to let that opportunity go by, so I said yes, went out there, and had a wonderful afternoon touring the old transmitter building had a very Art Deco look about it. At the end of the whole thing, the manager turned to me and said, well, if you'd really like for old-time radio shows to come back to the airwaves, perhaps you could be the one to do it. Well, this took me aback, but I was delighted, and I agreed. And after several months of training, coming in Saturday mornings to run the board for a syndicated gardening advice program, I was given a key to the station and a time slot on a Saturday evening and told to show up and I'd have three hours to fill with old radio programs. So I spent the week preparing for this, picking out my very favorite programs, researching them a little bit, and had my dad drive me to the station on the day I was to present my first program. I was 15 years old. I couldn't drive yet. (laughs) So he dropped me off, and I did the program. And I thought we might take a listen to that very first time that I had my own show on the air Here it is from 1998. You might notice a few things that are familiar. And uh, if my voice sometimes sounds a little chipmunky now, just wait till you hear this. I'm Brian Wright, and I'll be your host this evening for the WLVA Radio Theater. Join me for a nostalgic trip back to the golden age of radio. Tonight I'll bring you four classic episodes. We'll begin with The Great Gildersleeve, followed by Escape, and then it's The Strange Dr. Weird. We'll end with one of my favorite episodes of Suspense. But first, let me remind you that the programs you will hear tonight were originally broadcast and recorded live some 50 years ago, before the days of high fidelity. Therefore, you may, from time to time, hear some slight surface noise or distortion. This is not a problem with our transmissions, nor is it a problem with your radio. 
And now, let us begin tonight's program with The Great Gildersleeve. Now, The Great Gildersleeve emerged from the Fibber McGee and Molly show, where Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve was first heard in 1937. Now, Gildersleeve was the water commissioner in the town of Summerfield, USA, and was played throughout most of the run by Harold Perry. The show was on NBC from August 31, 1941 until March 21, 1957. Tonight's show from January 8, 1948 was originally heard on a Wednesday night at 8.30. And tonight's program stars Harold Perry as Gildersleeve. So now, without further ado, starring Harold Perry, here is tonight's program of The Great Gildersleeve. <laughs> well, we're not going to listen to that Great Gildersleeve program now, but I thank you for indulging me on this little reminiscence. I remember that day so well. It was very hot in the studio. The air conditioning was broken, and it was about 90 or 95 degrees in there. I had propped the front door to the station open, positioned some fans and a pathway to blow some air back to the studio where I was sitting, because none of the windows would open. That heat, combined with my nerves, made for a very memorable day. And at some point during the program today, we might revisit a few more moments from that broadcast a little over 20 years ago. Hey, nobody else is going to give me a 20th anniversary show, so I figure I have to do it myself. But we're here for the 78s, and let's get to those. I have up first for you a Henry Bussey record from September of 1934, it's Deca 198, the Wang Wang Blues. <laughs> Thank you. 
Recorded in Decca's Chicago studio on September 25th, 1934, Henry Bussey and his orchestra with the Wang Wang Blues. That record's not in especially good condition, but many of those mid-1930s Deccas are extremely well-recorded and tend to sound good regardless of condition. I mean, as long as they're not too wiped out. Let's continue with Jane Green, a Victor record she made in New York on December 8th, 1927. Jane Green didn't make nearly enough records, I think. She unfortunately died quite young, but the records she did make are very enjoyable. This one's called Mine, All Mine. I have another version of this recorded by the Coon Sanders Original Nighthawk Orchestra, but this one's good too. We'll follow that with Albert Sandler and his orchestra, sort of a salon-type band recorded over in London in about October of 1931. The song, well associated with Bing Crosby, is called Just One More Chance. And then we'll finish up this set with a little something from Aileen Stanley and Billy Murray. Frank Banta will be at the piano for Who Could Be More Wonderful Than You, a record from August of 1926. But first up, here's Jane Green. Bye, all bye. 
something about you that's so charming. Dear, I'm not used to flattery. Oh, I'm not flattering. You're captivating and alarming. Well, really, dear, I think you're joshing me. Oh, no, I'm not. Why, who could be more wonderful than you? Now, you just listen. You just say the sweetest things you do. Ah, now who's flattering? Who's the sweetest little angel under the sun? I don't know. Am I the one? Yes, you're second to none. Well, who can turn a tear into a smile? And who is it makes my living worth a while? There are seven wonders in this world, it is true. But who could be more wonderful than you? I often read the book of wonders. Yes, I read about those wonders, too. And you know they say there's no mistakes or blunders. Oh, well then, how did they forget to mention you? Oh, don't be silly, dear. Who could be more wonderful than you? Who, you, just you. Who can make my troubles say adieu? Who, tell me do, who's the sweetest little angel under the sun? Who can make me glad you are the one that I ever had second to none? And I want to add who can turn a tear into a smile, that happy smile. Who can make my living worth a while? Yes, worth a while, there are seven wonders in this world, it is true. But who could be more wonderful than you, just you? Who could be more wonderful than you? That song was composed by Benny Davis and Abner Silver. It's called Who Could Be More Wonderful Than You, sung for us by Aileen Stanley and Billy Murray. It was Victor 20240, recorded in New York City on August 26, 1926. Before that, Albert Sandler and his orchestra, a lovely instrumental rendition of the song Just One More Chance. That was a British record on the Columbia label, DB685. It's a little difficult to date that exactly because it doesn't qualify as a dance band record, so it doesn't show up in Brian Rust's British dance band discography. It also doesn't find its way into the complete entertainment discography or any of the online discographies I've been able to find, so I can only make a best guess estimate based on the Matrix number. I'll say it was recorded in London in about October of 1931. And we started the set with Jane Green, Victor 21145 from December of 1927, Mine All Mine. I really like the Jane Green records that I've got. Okay, my name is Brian Wright. This is the Shellac Stack, a program on which I share 78 RPM records from my collection, and up next I have a trio of ragtime records for you. First up, the Six Brown Brothers. 
a wildly successful saxophone group that was popular in vaudeville and on record in the 19-teens. Bruce Vermazen has written a wonderful book about the Six Brown Brothers, one which I admit I only recently acquired and haven't yet read, but I've heard good things about it, and <laughs> maybe this will inspire me to get it down off the shelf and, and read it. This is Victor 18376 from May 9th, 1917. Hey, that was exactly 30 years to the day before my dad was born. The song is by Shelton Brooks. It's called The Dark Town Strutter's Ball. After that, we'll hear accordionist Pietro Darrow play When the Midnight Choo Choo Leaves for Alabama, a song by Irving Berlin. It's Columbia A1323, recorded in New York on February 25th, 1913. And we'll finish off this set with the International Novelty Orchestra, a very generic-sounding name masking I don't know what band, but this is a regal xenophone record pressed up in England, MR1485. The tune is one by Carrie Mills that goes back to the late 1890s. It's called Whistling Rufus. In its original published version, I believe it was instrumental, but here it's been given words by somebody with the last name of Kennedy. I don't know who the vocalist is who sings them, but I should warn you, there are a few objectionable words in here. Very much it's a product of its time. It's interesting, this was made in 1934, and by that time you don't find some of these objectionable words on American recordings, but they still turn up from time to time on recordings made in England and elsewhere. So, a little warning, uh, offensive language ahead, but the music is so good I think it's worth taking a listen to it. Okay, let's start off with the Six Brown Brothers, the Darktown Strutter's Ball.
where the sly old possum hides in the sycamore tree. There lived a nickname of Rufus Blossom, black as a nigger could be. He had a head like a big sledgehammer, mouth like a terrible scar. But nothing could touch him in Alabama when he played on his old guitar. Don't make no blunder, you couldn't lose him. A perfect wonder, they had to choose him. A great musician of high position was Whistling Rufus, the one-man band. Shake him flat me there, honey. Yes, take your mother home there, chicken. Welcome back to the WLVA Radio Theater. In just a minute, I'm going to give you the address and the telephone numbers where you can reach SpurdVac, a wonderful organization of which I'm a happy member. And they offer thousands of old-time radio programs available for rent on tape and reel-to-reel, cassette tape and reel-to-reel. But first, a sampling of the fine stuff you can get at the Gilded Era. They offer 78 RPM records, as you heard. And as part of this program, we're now going to bring you a couple of those old 78s. And we will begin with Ted Lewis and his band in a recording from 1926 called My Mama's in Town. Better knock on wood. My mama's in town, yes, sir. 
Now all the kissing that I've been missing, you can bet that I'm gonna get. And here's the reason why I kiss the blues goodbye. Cause my mama's in town, I'm screaming that my mama's in town. <laughs> From 1926, that was Ted Lewis and his band with My Mama's in Town from the Columbia record label. Now, that was from when radio was just six years old. (laughs) Another little slice of 15-year-old Brian. And as you can tell in those days, I didn't really have the proper equipment for transferring 78 RPM records. I had a little three-speed Craig automatic changer turntable. It would do 33, 45, and 78, but... I didn't really have the right needle for playing 78s. That was an LP microgroove stylus bouncing around the grooves of that Ted Lewis Columbia record, which, as I recall, wasn't in very good shape. But what did I know in those days? I was just happy to hear whatever I could get out of the grooves of these old records and was learning to love the music of that era as well. Another little side note, in those days I couldn't yet drive. I was still 15 years old, so most days... When I went to do my radio program, I would start by taking all my school books out of my backpack and then load it up with CDs and tapes, hop on my bike and pedal the four miles to the radio station, and then pedal back, usually in the dark. If it was raining or really cold, my parents might drive me to the station and pick me up afterwards. Eventually, I did get a driver's license, and for the last year I did that program, I was able to drive myself to and from the station. I was on the air with that program. It became known as Sunday Night Nostalgia for about two and a half years until the station was sold and changed formats again. And then I was off to college and picked up with a radio program there. But that's a story for another day and (laughs) probably not one worth telling here on the shellac stack. Before that little clip of 15-year-old me, we heard the International Novelty Orchestra in 1934 with Whistling Rufus preceded by Pietro Dero, when the midnight choo-choo leaves for Alabama in 1913, and we started off with the 1917 recording by the six Brown brothers, the Darktown Strutters Ball. Okay, up next, I've got two records that might loosely be classified as Western Swing. First up, it's Texas Jim Lewis and his band, with vocalist Pinky Tomlin. He's singing one song that he composed with Harry Tobias and Harry Pease called I Did It and I'm Glad. 
It's DECA 3649, recorded in Los Angeles on December 17, 1940. And then stay tuned for something really good by a group called The Plainsmen, featuring Andy Parker, a coast record from 1946. I'll leave the tune for you to discover. But first up, here's Pinky Tomlin, I Did It and I'm Glad. You told me not to call on you It might get you in bed I rang your doorbell by mistake I did it and I'm glad You told me if I hugged you tight That it would make you mad If that's as mad as you can get I did it and I'm glad What makes you say no, no, no And try to start a scene When you know that yes, yes, yes Is really what you mean You told me if I stole a kiss You'd scream and call your dad If that's as loud as you can scream I did it and I'm glad Soldier folks, we never kiss And what a laugh they had They saw the lipstick on your face I did it and I'm glad They tried to make me tell somehow The progress our love had I said we're just rehearsing now I did it and I'm glad They think I'm a questionnaire Or information please Why should I report to them Just how you hug and squeeze When other fellows call around They run away like mad A smallpox sign is on your door I did it I did it and I'm ooh so glad
is exactly the kind of record that motivates me to keep seeking out these 78 RPM records, a real gem of a performance, and one that you're unlikely to find on LP or CD reissue. You have to find the original 78. That's a group called The Plainsmen, featuring Andy Parker. The song, of course, Honeysuckle Rose, by Fats Waller and Andy Razaf. That was recorded in Hollywood, California in about 1946, and issued by the tiny Coast label, 8008. I just think that's a terrific rendition. Before that, Texas Jim Lewis and his band featuring vocalist Pinky Tomlin, I Did It and I'm Glad, a Decca record from 1940. Well, in the late 1930s, the folks at Victor Records and their affiliate Bluebird couldn't help but notice the success of Bing Crosby over at Decca Records, and they must have sought to find someone who could compete with Bing to record for their own label, and they found that someone in Dick Todd, Canadian immigrant who had a very warm, robust voice. He could sound a lot like Bing Crosby. He achieved some modest fame, but never anywhere near the likes of Bing. By the mid-1940s, Bluebird had dropped Dick Todd, and he found work recording for some small little labels. We're going to hear one of these. It's a record on the Sonora label, 2010, from March of 1947. Dick Todd sings the song, If I Had My Life to Live Over. And it's really not a bad little record. After that, Jerry Murad's Harmonicats, a Mercury disc from 1953, Heartaches, a song that goes back some 20 years earlier to the early 30s. It had been recorded first by Ted Weems, or at least the version that became so famous was first recorded by Ted Weems. There were other bands of the day that recorded it. But it wasn't until about 1947 that the song really took off. That version by Ted Weems was reissued and he also recorded a new competing version for a different label, and then it was off to the races. Other bands, other groups recorded it, and we'll hear that one from 1953. After that, Dick Robertson and his orchestra, a Decca record from 1937, a song by Ali Rubel and Herb Magidson. It's a real beautiful thing called Gone with the Wind. And we'll finish up with Jimmy Durante in 1933, Inka Dinka Doo. <laughs> My life to live over 
same things again I'd still want to roam Near the place we call home Where my happiness never would end I'd meet you when school days were over And walk through the lanes that we knew If I had my life to live over I'd still fall in love with you
Just like a leaf that has blown away Gone with the wind My romance has flown away Yesterday's kisses are still on my lips I had a lifetime of heaven at my fingertips But now all is gone Gone is the rapture that thrilled my heart Gone with the wind The gladness that filled my heart Just like a flame Love burned brightly then became An empty smoke dream that has gone Gone with the wind Beautiful, my symphony, a masterpiece. I can hear you saying, what is that haunting refrain that I hear in the air? Here and there, everywhere. It's just a beautiful strain that keeps haunting my brain constantly. It's my melody, it's my symphony. Ink, a dink a doo, a dink a dee. A dink a doo. Oh, what a tune, what a tune, all crooning. Ink, a dink a doo, a dink a dee, a dink a doo. It's got the whole world spooning. Eskimo bells up in Iceland are ringing. They've made their own paradise. Land singing ink a dink a doo a dink a dee a dink a doo simply means ink a dink a dee a dink a doo Listen to that melody listen to that melody why, it would add class to any concert. You know, I resent them playing my symphony and jazz. I resent it. But they're paying me for this, so I'm helpless. Really helpless. But if that's what the world wants, I'm your slave. So here it is.
Bing Crosby and me, <laughs> Eskimo bells up in Iceland are ringing. Come on, Jimmy, here comes the finish. Pep it up, hit it. Dink, a dink a doo, a dink a dee, a dink a doo. What a voice! What a voice! Simply means ink. A dink a doo, a dink a dee. Good night, folks. Signing off. Well, Jimmy Durante's not the only one who's signing off. It's about time for me to get going, too. That was Inka Dinka Doo, recorded in 1933. Before that, Dick Robertson and his orchestra in 1937, Gone with the Wind. We preceded that with Jerry Murad's Harmonic Cats and Heartaches. And the set started with Dick Todd, If I Had My Life to Live Over. Well, I hope you've had as much fun as I have this hour listening to these 78 RPM records, and I hope you didn't mind the sidestepping to revisit some of my very first radio broadcasts from over 20 years ago. It was fun to reminisce a bit. I hope we'll see you back here next time for more 78 RPM records on the shellac stack. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Take care, and bye-bye. suspense in our program for this evening. I thank you for joining me tonight, and we'd like to thank our fine sponsors this evening, The Gilded Era and Gaetano's Italian American Restaurant. Do you love programs like The Lone Ranger? How about The Green Hornet, Gunsmoke, Jack Benny, The Life of Riley, Have Gun Will Travel, The Lux Radio Theater, Fibber McGee and Molly, Suspense, Burns and Allen, Boston How about my favorite husband? If any of these sound good to you, give us a call here at WLQE and WLVA and let us know what you thought of tonight's program. You can give us a call in the next few minutes here at 384-5936. Give us a call and let us know what you think. Tonight's program, once again, brought to you by Gaetano's Italian American Restaurant and the Gilded Era. Until next time, this is Brian Wright saying good night and thank you for joining me for the WLVA Radio Theater. We now return you to our regular programming. (laughs) 